0: Let's call this June 9th regular meeting of the Calaveras County Planning Commission to order, and get started with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible,
1: with
2: liberty and justice for all.
0: Are there any staff announcements or agenda
1: changes? Yes, yes we have agenda changes. <laughs> <laughs> so actually I didn't look at the agenda, so I'm assuming it might be item number two, failing the zoning amendment. Which item is that? number two okay thank you um so that's going to actually be continued will not continued we re noticed it for the for uh, the next hearing so i um inadvertently had a little dyslexic moment and i switched up some numbers in the apn and unfortunately carried that air throughout the entire report so um luckily we caught it before we came today Um, So, we've gone ahead and already re-noticed the hearing and changed all the errors, and so we'll bring that forward to you in the next uh, meeting. Okay, great. Thank you.
0: Then we have uh, nothing else? Then this is an opportunity for the general public to comment on any item that is within the subject matter of the Planning Commission, but not on our agenda today. Is there anyone here or online who would like to make a general comment? Nothing? If you could raise
3: your hands if you have a general comment.
0: No comment at this time. Not seeing anybody, we will go ahead and close that item and move on to the consent agenda, which consists of the approval of minutes from April 28th, 2022. Is there any member of the public or the commission who would like to remove that item for further discussion?
1: Nope.
0: Nope. Then,
1: we're open to a to motion.
2: I move that we accept the meeting minutes of October 28,
4: 2022. I'll second. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye.
0: Any opposed? None. Passes four zero with one commissioner position still vacant. Then our regular agenda, we'll get started with item one, 2022-011, conditional use permit for Patricia and David Koolhoven. And Catherine. Yes.
3: Good morning, my name is Catherine Stephanie. I'm a planner one with the county and I'll be presenting project number 2022-001. The applicants are requesting a conditional use permit to operate a one bedroom bed and breakfast in within their residence at 8345 Stevenson Street in McColney Hill. APN 018-007-032 is a 0.16 acre parcel, zoned R1-DR, which is single family residential with a design review combining district. It's designated by the general plan as having a historic center land use designation and is located within the McCombie Hill community plan area. A bed and breakfast which is defined as a business which involves accommodations in five or fewer guest rooms potentially with meals available but limited exclusively for the guests of the inn is a permitted use in the R1 zone with the approval and validation of a conditional use permit. The purpose of a CUP is to provide the general public with an opportunity to review a proposed land use that is generally consistent with the proposed I'm sorry, consistent with the purpose of a base zoning district that has the potential to cause conflicts with neighboring land use and zoning. The design review combining district does not apply to this project as it regulates architectural design and aesthetics, not uses. The proposed use is compatible with the historic center land use designation which is intended for a mix of residential and visitor-serving uses that preserve and protect the historic core of existing communities and includes residential, commercial, and public uses. The proposed use would occur within an existing residence located a block from a main commercial area in McCormie Hill, and the project is in compliance with the McCormie Hill Community Plan policies. The surrounding zoning and land uses consist of both single and multi-family residential, R1 and R3 zones, um, local commercial zones and uses, and public uses and services. The applicant has shown three, three parking spaces on their site plan, satisfying the parking code requirements of one parking space per unit and a min, minimum of two additional spaces for bed and breakfast. The residence also has a two-car garage, which satisfies the parking requirements for the R1 zone. The application was circulated to various county departments, local public agencies, and property owners within 300 feet for 30 days. Comments were received from the environmental management agency and the building department. The environmental management agency Um, requested that water and water wastewater services continue to be provided by public purveyors, and that the applicant receive a food facility permit prior to operation of the bed and breakfast. The building department conditioned the permit, limiting the bed and breakfast to five or fewer rooms and requiring that the owner reside in the residence. The comments were incorporated into resolution 2022-006 as conditions, and no comments were received from property owners. A notice of exemption from the California Environmental Quality Act report has been prepared and will be submitted for filing upon final approval of the permit. In conclusion, the project as proposed conforms to applicable goals and policies of the County General Plan and the Macombie Hill Community Plan, including General Plan Implementation Measure LU-5C, which encourages the expansion of home occupations and rural home businesses while minimizing the impact to neighbors. The project is found to be compatible with the surrounding land uses and zoning in the general vicinity, and there were no objections to the approval of this CUP from any landowner um, within 300 feet of the project location. The subject project, I'm sorry, The subject property is adequate in land area to accommodate the proposed use and was found to have safe and adequate access with no site improvements required beyond striping of parking spaces. (coughs) This permit is conditioned for the protection of the public health, safety, and welfare. Um, And staff recommends approval of conditional use permit 2022-011 to allow the operation of a one bedroom Bed and Breakfast in at 8345 Stevenson Street in McCollumie Hill, APN 018-007-032 in the
0: R1-DR zone. Thank you. Does anybody have any questions for Catherine?
2: I'd just like to welcome you to our hearings <laughs> and uh, thank you for the very complete report I appreciate the fact you put in the thing about the double garage. Yes. So we know there's enough parking for everybody. Um, anyhow, thank you.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming you're the applicants. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you would like to add?
4: Uh, no, we just <clears throat> we just thank you all for <laughs> being come the on, walk up to it. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to be in the resolution, uh, you have to speak out of the way. (laughs) Uh, Uh, We just thank you all for the consideration. And, um, you know, uh, this is kind of a first-time thing for us. And uh, um, this is great because we both just retired. And um, this is going to help us out uh, in our retirement. So this is wonderful. And we're going to go full compliant. And uh, we'll go ahead and get the business license. And we'll get moving along. And just thank you.
2: And I appreciate the fact that this isn't the entire building's not becoming a bed and breakfast. this is this
5: is great. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: Does anybody have any questions? No. no. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you so much.
0: We're gonna open the public comment portion of the hearing. Is there any member of our vast public
1: who are here to witness
0: this today? Or any member online who would like to speak? No. Apparently we have nobody online and I don't see anyone in the audience, so we'll close the public comment portion of the hearing and bring it back to the commissioners. And we, are there any comments on this item or the resolution
5: on the resolution yes Yes. i figured (laughs) would you like to get started yes okay on page one the last whereas clause has again presented us with a double presented at the meeting (laughs) and so it should read whereas during a notice public hearing on june 9 2022 the planning commission considered all of the information presented to it including a staff report comment and information presented by the project proponent and strike the then presented at the meeting on page two the top paragraph of evidence, and this is just grammar, last sentence, reads further review of the policies found that none specifically applies to this project. Apply should be applies, singular And then on page 4, paragraph 4-3 at the top, Includes a sentence, the plans must be approved prior to the issuance of a building permit, but I don't think any building permit is required, and therefore that sentence should be stricken if I'm correct.
3: Yes. So um, that comment was revised on May 25th, so I will be replacing that one with the correct comment that doesn't mention a building permit.
5: And that's all my comments.
1: Commissioner Ladish.
3: <laughs>
5: not even a I, I don't
1: have anything either <laughs> you've done a very complete review <laughs> thank you would someone
0: like to make the motion well let's hear the recommendation
3: uh really quick i do have one small change um sure. this is resolution 2022-006 at the bottom in the footer i uh, refer to it as 005 so I will be changing that, so it's correct. Um, are we ready for the recommendation now?
0: Yes, Oh, okay. Thank so, you.
3: Yes, staff recommends approval of conditional use permit 2022-011 to allow the operation of a one bedroom bed and breakfast in at 8345 Stevenson Street, McCormley Hill, APN 018-007-032 in the R1-DR Zone
0: with the minor grammatical corrections.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, with yes. the minor grammatical corrections. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. Yes,
0: thank you.
5: And would someone like to make the motion? I'll make the motion to approve it as amended. I second it. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? None. Passes
0: four zero with one vacant commissioner position. Thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Good luck with your project. Thank you. to Two.
1: And then
4: and Then there was gas. And then there was greenhouse gas. <laughs> <laughs> You're just giving me so much room here. <laughs>
0: How would we like to proceed with this item at this point?
2: Well, I'd suggest that we start with the chair's suggestions on the uh, uh, wildfire provisions. Um, And I have a few questions for you. Sure. (laughs) Um, My understanding from what you said last time is that we would not keep any of the consultants provisions that this would be a substitute for their
0: this is more comments to provide to them for them to meld into the provisions i was not i think and i did um mostly address items that they had in there within here just rewording as we discussed
6: or whatever so you're going to be
2: sending them to submitting a memo that has this in it, well, that is your mm-hmm.
0: yes, and or I will meld it into this and and put it in the format if that's what everybody feels is the right thing to do.
2: I think that would be very helpful. I think it's very important that we give the commissioner the consultants very specific suggestions, or we're going to end up with basically what we already have. Um, so if you could do that, and uh, uh, I I do have some question about the some of your wording um, on several. It's it says investigate the feasibility of obtaining funding, uh, and uh, I just wondered if you why you use that language instead of pursue funding or something like that.
0: Because I in all cases we don't know whether there's funding even available to pursue so either either one is fine with me i don't feel strongly one way or the other
2: Uh well i I think if you pursue funding and it's not available you've done what you've asked Uh, i would suggest you say that um and when we have uh, one provision about halfway to a, a several Say continue to engage and cooperate since we're supposed to be uh, looking at additional measures that would reduce greenhouse gas And I, I suggested even uh, that the continue to be deleted.
0: So I think we need to acknowledge where it's already happening, where we are, and, and that's primarily for our own purposes, that th- this is my reasoning for wording it that way, is that um, there was a lot of discussion among the commissioners about things we're already doing and there's nothing more we can do, but I think we want to acknowledge that we already are doing something, but there's probably more that can be done with that relationship. That that was my reasoning.
2: And yeah, maybe, uh, Instead of continuing to say augment engagement and cooperate, or something like that, so that it is a phrased and additional things we're going to be doing. I, mean, um, I can whatever work
0: works. on that. But basically, it sounds like you're looking for stronger language.
2: Yeah, I've heard Do putting in actions that can be done that will do additional good.
0: Remembering that there is no calculation associated with this entire no, I understand. section.
2: Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> um, I would suggest that uh, like on your, about in the middle of where you have investigate the feasibility <laughs> of obtaining funding to partner with private groups and stuff, that you add a sentence uh, along the lines of make a chipper machine and operator available to assist during private fuel reduction projects. It just, my experience is, if you get a bunch of people out there and you're cutting limbs off trees and uh, cleaning up property and stuff, you end up with burn piles. Um, And that's not particularly helpful.
0: Right. So you you want to be more specific about Yeah. Right, or as an example?
2: That would be fine, yeah. A
0: chipper for borrowing?
2: It's available to assist during private fuel reduction projects. I think that
0: one's probably going to require some Discussion. (laughs) Let's not say you get through your list. Uh,
2: Then, in my in my various suggestions, and since this is not, you've made it clear that this is not totally eclipsing what they're doing. I've I've suggested some additions uh, to the uh, to their wildfire. Provisions one, including adding the implementation measure S3S uh, from the general plan. It's on page 26 of the general plan implementation program set, and that has to do with uh, fuel management and new developments. And something they didn't they didn't cover. And I made several other suggestions, which um, would be good. Anyhow. I'm I wondering.
0: thought I, I picked up all the ones from the general plan, but well, I we might have see, the policies,
2: it. but not the implementation maybe. Oh. OK. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's uh, COS-2B and COS-2C are also. You want those mentioned. I, OK. I, 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 I'll, I'll
0: go through and find your comments and. Oh,
2: okay. OK. Thank you. <clears throat> But
5: what was the one you wanted to include?
2: The the first one I mentioned was S3S. It's on page 26. Has to do with fuel management and new development.
0: So I'm wondering, if you were looking for something more than what is required already, in our codes and regulations, Um, if you're looking for them to develop an ongoing fuel management plan?
2: Well, this is, that provision talks about, yes, it was new developments. uh,
0: But new developments already have the same requirements for fuel management at the time that they're built and approved. I'm wondering if you're looking for something for maintenance. Well, you know
2: better than I whether that S3S is extraneous. But it's, since yeah, it was put in there as an implementation maybe. it's already required. It's already required. Yeah. Then it. So, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the
0: issue of ongoing maintenance and new developments, where parcels are sold and sometimes not built on for many years, it can be an issue. Mm-hmm. But that that's an issue in our existing developments also, so. Okay,
5: are there? Well, I have a few comments on this. Sure. Um, first of all, I, I do think that the phraseology of investigate the feasibility, investigate the use of different things, it is appropriate when, particularly, are talking about funding. We have no idea whether it's available, and that's the first step. That's what you do first, and the, the phraseology of continuing to engage, I think, is accurate uh, and, as being accurate, I think should be included. Um, I did have some questions about some of the specific ones. Um, Near the bottom of the first page there's one that says create a landscape ordinance that requires drought tolerant and fire resistant plannings within XX feet of structures. I don't know that that's in the general plan.
0: I I don't know if it is in the general plan, it's something that I have no, um, I've been investigating what other places have done and I've been actually taking, I've taken several online classes on this whole issue and this is, was one of the things I was wondering about and it is cropping up in other people's plans. i suspect that we are going to see a change in the requirements anyway that eliminates landscaping within five feet of the residence that one's coming i i can see it in the air um, but it to me it does make sense to, to um, use more fire resistant plantings closer to the structures i don't know if we have the expertise to do this here where, you know, we haven't managed to get our landscape ordinance as Gina and I have
1: discussed for about 20 years, Um, really updated in the first place. So just another project for you guys.
2: But if we're gonna
0: do a landscape ordinance and we're gonna get it updated why wouldn't we include some of those measures in there (laughs) are
2: you talking about uh covering existing structures as well as new structures never
0: we never go in and we we have no enforcement possible to go around and inspect every existing structure and or if a person even undertakes a new landscaping project we don't have that my (coughs) philosophical um, take on any of that is if we are unable to enforce an ordinance, we shouldn't create it. So
2: then should we say within so many feet of new structures in that provision?
7: Um, Sure, I don't know if this is helpful, but I do know that the building department, when they get site plans um, for projects that would fit within the water efficient landscape, Rules of the state um, do look to it, that's basically for water efficiency, it's not necessarily fire efficiency. But there is actually, there. A, there's a section in the green, green building the code, it is yes. not
0: enforced. Oh, okay. I don't, I have never had the building department ask a single question about irrigation systems, oh. but partially that is because almost nobody submits landscaping as part of their building permit, unless okay. it's required, like on a commercial project where you have it, and then it would get looked at. But those requirements are really for controllers on the okay. irrigation system, and have nothing to do with the plant materials.
5: There you go, there's be... my
1: over answer.
5: <laughs> well then, how would, this, um, how would this be enforced? If, it, if people don't submit landscape Plans to the building department, and I can understand why they wouldn't. How, how would we enforce such a landscape ordinance? Yeah,
0: it, it would again only get be part of whatever landscape ordinance we created, and so it would only happen when people are required to have a landscape plan.
6: Uh, Madam Chair, if I may uh, chime in here, uh, there are certain developments that are going to require some sort of landscape plans, and so. For example, uh, you know, a shopping center, um, you know, um, some certain types of subdivision uh, would, would require landscaping. But I think what is really uh, most important here is that, since we are in a fire-prone environment, uh, the type of plant materials that we select have to reflect that. Um, most of the time, when we think about landscape plants, we think about drought resistant plants because nobody wants you to plant a tree and then three months later, it, it, so we focus more on drought resistance rather than something that would, would stand fire if there's such a thing. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned the fact that we don't have uh, a, uh, an updated landscaping plan. So that is something that we have to look at. And when we do that, we need to address more than just the drought resistant issue. We have to understand that we're in a fire prone environment and we need to design our landscaping in such a way that we do not uh, exacerbate uh, a fire. You know, we, we have a wildfire you have to have some kind of clearing around your residence so that you don't you know you don't you don't become consumed by the flames. So those are the kind of things that I think we're gonna be looking at in the very near future.
0: Is that an answer? Is there something <laughs> is <that laughs> so I mean, that so, so, I mean the,
6: the simple answer is uh, certain types of developments would require a landscape plan to be approved. Now, you know, if you're doing a room addition and it goes to building for approval, that is not going to come with landscaping. But if you're building a shopping center, you're building single family homes, you're, you're uh, you know, uh, d- designing a residential subdivision, mixed-use project, those kind of things would come with required landscaping and irrigation.
5: Well, I think this would just be fine-tuned to, f- to sure. either only apply to the discretionary um, developments, or but only or residential landscape. structures or whatever, but I yeah. think this is broad enough to cover whatever somebody wants it to cover down the road. I think it just says
0: when we develop our landscape ordinance, we take this into consideration.
5: Okay. And another one was, actually it's the very next one, investigate additional protections of water rights. <laughs> to ensure sufficient water for firefighting, and as far as I know, the county as a county hasn't had anything to do with no, but, water
0: rights, but the county water district does. And even though they are not controlled by the county, the county does engage <clears throat> with our water districts. So, I mean, we could change it to say can
1: continue to engage and cooperate with water districts too
5: well I think the way you have it is broad enough to include that and understanding that the county is not in the water rights business right. itself right whatever it can do to help CCWD or whoever, that's fine too. Okay.
0: I'm not even sure how much we can do because I've been through this issue before. But I know that um, we need to keep an eye on our water rights. It's easy to (coughs) lose them. Mm -hmm. To more assertive urban areas.
5: And the last two would be on the second page, and they both have to do with adopting an ordinance that requires conformance with current WUI codes, Chapter 7A of the Building Code. Um, when, a, when an x percent of a structure or feature is modified or, in addition, greater than x square feet or x percent of existing structure is constructed. And this is not, it's not phrased as, Investigate the feasibility of doing this. This is saying adopt an ordinance that does this. Because, so
0: there, right now, these codes only apply to new construction and they don't apply to additions to existing homes. And yet, I see homes that are completely demolished and rebuilt. And because they weren't um, always the, the Sometimes the plans that were submitted appear to be much more of a a remodel, but they end up really taking the entire place down and rebuilding it. And if we, I think this applies both to wildfire issues and to energy. Energy has been pretty much taken care of by new codes which requires even remodeling and additions to comply, just to a somewhat lesser degree. But on the welfare thing, we're not going to improve our situation if we allow people to continue a risky condition into the future indefinitely. And so I, my point is, if you're doing a big addition or remodeling and replacing every window in your, ha- in your siding, why shouldn't they have to comply?
2: And uh, I'm assuming you're talking about current state WI codes. Yes,
0: yeah, chapter 7A of the building yeah, code.
2: Yeah, might just insert state code make it very clear, and we're not talking about our coordinates.
0: Of the California building code, code. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I should have said
5: that, because that's... That pretty much explains it. <laughs> Does that Thank make you. sense? Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I think complying with with uh, state codes uh, and keeping up to date with our compliance, uh, the, the consultants indicated that that is an appropriate thing to be putting in here. That that is action that we are taking, even though there are existing codes uh, that we may not be in compliance with. So I, I would, put, I would suggest that you. Do suggest that to be in this plan. And I I don't have a strong feeling about the uh, investigate the feasibility of it, just seems like extra words to me. So,
0: I like extra words sometimes. Actually, I really don't. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't Commissioner Parker, come on.
4: You know, I I just, uh, you know, whenever we're going to adopt an ordinance, I just, I'm always trying to look out for people's bottom line, and what is the percentage, what is, what is the percent, it says x percentage. Yeah, something for discussion. Okay. You know, for me, I'm fine, depending upon what x percentage turns out to be.
0: Well, you wouldn't make it 15.
4: Right. And you
0: wouldn't make it 90. But it doesn't really say. (laughs) Well, that's because that's for us to discuss.
4: uh, Exactly. The state codes don't
2: specify a percentage.
0: The state code doesn't have this. They don't require anything to be done on a remodel or addition. Just like they don't require fire sprinklers to be added to an addition of any size so my
4: question is what are you proposing that the percentage be i
0: um i you know i developed this simply throwing everything i could think of in here for us to discuss i would probably make that percentage something over 50 percent certainly it's also really difficult for the building department to say what a percentage is so I don't even know that percentage is a metric but, but you could use square footage so I think that. So if uh, right now we have something that these are that are policies like when more than 50% of a deck railing is replaced on an older cabin, it has the whole, entire deck railing needs to be brought up to code. I it, think it's a, something like that. So sort it's of
4: specific to what they're
0: Well, I'm just on. saying that's an example. They already implement some things in this way.
4: Well, so, would you be comfortable with 50%? Mm-hmm. Well, it really depends on what it is well, okay. and to what scope they're going to make you bring things up to standards. And
0: it would i think it would only apply to the exterior envelope we're not talking about people changing their carpet right. and cabinets uh, yeah i
4: understand that. yeah
0: so um, and, and i think i think you'd have you have to be specific about that
4: if you make it too yeah. restrictive then people aren't going to even they're a they're not going to get a permit and b they're not going to upgrade at all because it's cost prohibitive so if you put it to where uh, well it's not
0: it's, because most of these things um, are not a big cost issue. So in my experience, most people who are replacing siding and windows are going to do this anyway. That's half the reason they're doing it is to make their place more fire resistant and less maintenance, more durable for the long run. I mean, it, it has other benefits besides fire resistance, typically depending on what people choose to do. Um, and I don't wanna tell people exactly what to do. My concern is we don't build that many new buildings every year here in Calaveras County. So it's the same, it, it ripples through every piece of the things we're talking about is, unless we figure out a way to address our existing housing stock, we're barely gonna move the needle.
2: It seems to be unless we put in the percentage, the consultants yes. are just going to pull something. Well, out no, of that's there. why
0: we're discussing. Me, mm-hmm. I, I might um, make it like I would probably go over fifty percent and look be looking at more like if you're replacing more than sixty percent of your windows, doors, siding, your roofing has to be done anyway under the code. Because roofing has been acknowledged to be the riskiest spot, so that's that's been in place for a long time.
4: So, I'm pro encouragement. I just have a hard time with adopting. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. well, I mean,
0: it's up it's up to everybody
2: here. Yeah, it's it we either. Discuss it now, or we discuss it when, if it comes back from the consultants. Right. I, again, I think it's. I think it's. It's best for us to make things as specific as possible for the consultants. And so, at least for now, I'm probably 60 percent, and both of these. Uh, and and <laughs> here's
0: so a whole other piece to this: is okay. that I, I'm just aware that. It's common for people to do these kind of projects without a building permit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Or to decide to do it halfway through a project and so it wasn't included in their original permit and no one really looks at it. Um, it just happens.
4: And if you adopt it, I think there's going to be less people pulling permits to do it. That, that's all. Well, that's awesome. I, I don't.
0: I think that people choose to pull a permit or not pull a permit, not this reason would not be it.
2: Well, okay. perhaps I'll, I'll, I'll go back from what I just said. In order to get this to the consultants, leave it the way it is. And,
5: uh, well, I mean, the, the proposal, the first one to adopt an ordinance requiring. Qu- conformance with the current codes when more than x percent of a structure or feature is modified goes on to say would require further review to be specific about which measures would be included for different types of projects, which makes sense to me. Now, as I sit here, I am not competent to do that exercise. Uh That that has to be a billing person or a contractor or somebody Mm -hmm. who knows the subject matter, and that's not me. And so I I, at least, am not capable of Making suggestions to be more specific to the consultants on this subject. Perhaps, and I don't think it's necessary
0: because then an ordinance would come back to the building department for them. They have an advisory committee, that group would get together and come up.
2: Maybe what we ought to say is a specified percentage. I
0: don't, I would take, I have two things here. I would just leave the most generic one. To go to the consultants because we don't have to solve the problem today. What we have to do is say, conceptually, we're open to the idea of looking at something along these yeah. lines, yeah. right?
2: And that's fine. That's fine. I, but that's what I was thinking of uh, by saying certain percentage, why then you don't this isn't a, a fill in the blank right now, sort of.
0: Well, I would think we're. It, it, an ordinance would have to be written, they would debate that issue at that time, so we don't really need to say it now.
2: That's that's what I'm suggesting, is that if we say a certain percentage to be determined. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well,
0: well, I I don't even know if we need to say that, because when they go to, when everyone is looking at that topic on its own more closely, there may be whole things I'm not even considered, because I didn't spend
1: hours and
0: hours and hours on this document i sat down and you know did a bunch of research and tried to throw together as much as i could but i think we're going to get hung up among ourselves trying to solve issues that are really the next step and i don't want to see us i want to see us get something back to the consultants well
2: how about the first first version.
0: The, first yeah, version. Take the second version. That's right? what I had already done, yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realized yeah, yeah, I had yeah. duplicated that, yeah. yeah. Are, are
1: you
5: comfortable with that? Well, I'm comfortable with not specifying any percentage. Yeah. I think yeah, that's the what, XX yeah. implies that that's to be determined. What I'm still not real comfortable about is the flat adopted ordinance that requires. Um, it may turn out that this just doesn't work. So, investigate the feasibility of adopting one. I'd be more comfortable with. I know Mr. Laddish won't like that, but
2: <laughs> but I think it. Will I've fit already folded on that one.
5: How about consider
0: adopting that's, that's an Much right, better yeah. that. Works. Would be okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
4: <laughs> and, and I, we're we're going through this, and and I talked to Gina, and I was telling her. I, I, this really is being left to us who we're not experts in all these areas this is a i have such a problem with that we spend all this money on this and to me it just seems like a boilerplate yeah. that they sent out to every county in california or america i don't even know a yeah. oh,
0: few places that that have hired these particular okay. consultants hey, but they all have saying,
4: similar that's one. what i'm saying yes. these particular consultants are sending out this boilerplate which we're, I don't know what we're paying for this, but to me, it's very disappointing that it's not more specific to our community and our county. It's I've just had a problem from the get-go, and then they're leaving it to us who are not experts in this field. We really need them to be the experts, I would think, to get it narrowed down to something that's more manageable for, of the layman like us to, to deal with. And our county staff, uh, some of I mean, I would need to probably dedicate my entire work week to trying <laughs> to research everything in here that they didn't research for us. I just have had a problem from the beginning with it, because unfortunately, I have three businesses. I want to participate as much as I can. And you guys are doing a great job. I just want to thank you for doing my work because I don't have time to commit that you gentlemen and you are, are dedicating. And I appreciate it. I want to tell you because it's a lot. Um, and you know I want to participate as much as I can. And, and I'm Captain Obvious today because this is boilerplate and it's made it very difficult for us. And
2: I, and I think what I would suggest, since this isn't the thing we're going to be voting on, Mm -hmm. I'd like to suggest that the chair in her memo that's going to go to the consultant say that that the uh, Planning Commission agrees in principle to her suggestion, you know, so that it isn't just one commissioner. I,
0: I will be passing it on to Gabriel and Gina. They are going to pass on right. everything to the consultants. Right. With their like, this, these are Michelle's personal comments and diatribe, and these are the ones that represent things that were discussed by the commission as a whole.
2: But I think I think it's important that your comments are presented with the statement that. Uh, there was agreement in yeah. commission.
0: I, I will have other comments that there may not be agreement. No, a law yeah. law,
2: so.
0: you're not that's mind, mind, not going to stop me from making them. With that in mind, uh,
2: Council has, has uh, advised me that in order for, so you, you made your revised comments. Yeah. In order for us to ever see those revised comments, we need to continue this for another week for another time so that you can provide us with copies I, that correct
0: i think we need to move on i think we are dragging this out far far too well, long I, I, and i think that i think i i wrote down all you guys comments i i will be happy to send it back if everybody wants to look at it again we're not giving the we're providing fodder to the consultants yeah. for them to work into it their their new version is going to come back to us. We Go can ahead. debate the specifics at that point. Yeah. If we try to get wordsmith everything before oh, we oh. send it to the consultants, we're not going to agree. Oh, no, I fully really
4: agree. Let's okay. uh, dissect it on the next round. But, yes, okay.
0: that's what I'm trying to say. I, I don't, I, I don't okay. know. We
4: don't want to see that again.
2: I
0: think we have a whole lot more that we need to work our way through today in order to get yeah. ready for our meeting with the consultant. Also, Gabriel, did we talk to them about maybe talking to us one last time?
6: Madam Chair, yeah, we, we, did, we, did, we did, we did talk to them. Now, um, they are beginning to tell us that they were just about to um, uh, do like a, a contract amendment because they were already running out of money. So um, we're gonna have to figure out exactly how we, we're gonna proceed with their assistance. But it's very it's very crucial that having spent this amount of time going through this, that we have another go around with them, and we may have to do some kind of a budget amendment with them for, for that to take place.
2: So, I think maybe the next time we deal with them, though, would be they're coming back to us with our contributions reflected.
0: I I had asked Gabriel if it was possible for them to come back once before then to talk to us, just to make sure we understood everything. But that might not make sense. It might make better sense to just get our information to them, but then to make sure, I, I would like to make sure that even if it takes a budget amendment, that they plan to spend more than you know well we have to leave at noon with us next time and they we don't even get through the whole document in a cursory way i think they need to to be here for that discussion and we need to make ourselves as uh, concise and efficient as we can so that we all come ready to comment on that next round when we get it back, and I don't know how long that will be. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, but I would suggest that our next input from the consultants be when we see what they have done.
7: With our suggestions. Yeah, I, I may have just ask the question. I'm, I'm sorry, my microphone's not working, it's green. <laughs> but uh, sorry, so I. I, I we were doing this on Cog's budget before and I don't know if I missed something when I was gone. I just want to make sure we're talking a budget amendment that Cog is willing to pay or are we talking about a budget amendment that m- may need approval of our board of supervisors depending mm-hmm. on what nobody's pays. investigated it yet that okay. I know of. Uh, because that we can't just necessarily approve here of the budget No, no, I'm understanding. I'm just saying <laughs> I think it, we
0: need to talk to them because they clearly did yeah. not allocate enough time to attend meetings. They have never sat through the, a discussion of the entire thing. They've been, you know, scheduled themselves onto the next item. I think in defense of consultants in general, they haven't done a lot of these yet this this is their first rodeo too with this particular thing and they're doing it with several places and i think they just don't know how much time it's going to take and how much input they're going to get from staff that helps them tailor each thing to particular counties and cities it just seems like everyone's struggling
7: so it kind of sounds like we might need to be talking to COG to see whether or not this is a budget amendment that that is paid by COG through the grant process. Wait, but first find out how yeah. much time they have yeah. allocated
0: for that okay. next phase. Maybe they have plenty of time allocated. I just don't think so from what we've seen. Yeah.
6: Well, Madam Chair, I think the first thing for us to do is to actually take a look at the existing contract that we have, look at the principles, look at the amount, look at the tasks. Uh, we agreed for them to do, and look at the degree of completion of those tasks. And if we need to extend that, then we, we figure out exactly who, who's gonna be responsible for additional funding. Is it the county, is it COG, or, 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 or you know. So we'll, 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 we'll get that information. From you. And I
2: think that the consultants will have a better idea what time they're going to need once they get our projection?
0: And now that they've met us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> so can I move on to my proposals?
0: Yes. What should we be looking at in particular well,
2: right now? Um, my proposals are really, and even though I've got three different uh, uh, sets of comments, the first set is, is different than the others in that it came before uh, we received a suggestion from Tom Infosino that we include the, uh, uh, the actual parts of the general plan uh, in our uh, suggested changes. Uh, the main thing for my first memo and I'm not gonna, I'm assuming everybody's read these. Uh, <laughs> let me know if you haven't. Um, the main thing from the first memo is that suggesting that they actually adopt the same form that one of the consultants used for the transportation uh, measures, where they actually have in the left-hand column a very definite, reduced by X amount, or uh, increased electric vehicles by X amount, or something of that sort. And then, have their, basically, implementation measures in the, the rest of the body of the uh, reduction plan. I don't know, otherwise, how they're going to come up with a, uh, a figure, uh, that, okay, this is going to reduce it by X amount. Um, and my understanding is is that I mean, this this whole exercise would be meaningless unless the consultants end up saying to us, you do these things and you will either meet or you will not meet your goal set in the uh, general plan. So I, I'm looking for an endorsement that that yes, the other consultants need to adopt this strategy of having a very definite goal. And that uh, my my suggestion is is that uh, the category column on the left-hand side be renamed as the mandated action column. And that each action in the column be stated as a mandate, that each mandated action contain a clear numeric amount that can lead to the calculation of GHG reduction. Um, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that you all are in agreement with that so we have some specifics here.
6: Uh, Madam Chair, uh, Commissioner uh, Um Something relate, related to this came up at the Board of Supervisors' meeting on Tuesday, and the discussion was about decarbonizing the uh, the county's fleet of vehicles. Uh, could you speak up a little bit? Oh, yeah, I thought I was. <laughs> I, I said uh, this, this issue came up actually at the Board of Supervisors' meeting on Tuesday, where the discussion was about decarbonizing the city's fleet of vehicles. If you look at TR2, uh, uh, it doesn't have a page number, but it says the Copper County Municipal Fleet and Related Commuter Vehicles to achieve a X percent ZV fleet by 2030. Now, they left that kind of uh, undefined because it becomes a budgetary issue for the county. Uh, How do we start and where do we start? Uh, The the supervisors talked about perhaps maybe we can start with hybrid vehicles. Well, if if the goal is to decarbonize the fleet, it didn't say electrify the entire fleet by 2030. So if we went from uh, fuel to hybrid vehicles, we are decarbonizing to a, certain, to a certain extent. The question is, how many of those are we gonna be able to do fiscally by the year 2030? And each then you look at each individual uh, departments within the county, you got the sheriff's department, you got the fire department, you've got HHS, HH, um, Health and Human Services, uh, there, there are certain departments that actually are very, uh, that use vehicles a lot more than, than others. In the planning department, we go out on the field every once in a while, but there are certain departments that actually live in their vehicles. So how do we address that? And then how do we address the issue of being able to charge these vehicles once, once we get them? We don't have any charging stations, uh, you know, uh, in the county at this particular time. So, but there are, you know, there are outfits out there that could actually install one for us, and you know, we can pay as you go by by users. But uh, um, leaving the percentage kind of open-ended uh, provides a benefit because we we then uh, have the opportunity to set a target. Uh, right now, all our vehicles are gas engines. We don't have one single vehicle, to my knowledge, you know, that, that it's electric or, or hybrid. So when we're starting from scratch, uh, it's gonna be a gradual process. But I think I understand what um, Commissioner Ladish is trying to say is it would be nice if we knew that if we did, uh, you know, category, pick one hypothetical category. If we did that, it's gonna end up in reducing our greenhouse gas by a fixed percentage. We don't have the latitude of knowing that at this particular time. What we do know is that we have a big target, which is reduce GHG by 40% by a particular time, but we don't know the incrementals that go along to reaching that 40%, and, and that becomes a challenge. Now, I have brought this issue up with the consultants, and they said it is almost impossible for them to allocate uh, a percentage to, you know, to, uh, to the column that you're referring to on the, on the, the gray column on the left-hand side, uh, because this is something that hasn't really been tested. So they, they, they couldn't really tell you that if you um, if you uh, decarbonize all, all your vehicles by year 2020, your GHG reduction would be 25% or 15% or 5% or 50%. They couldn't tell us that. So all we can do is uh, do the best we can by taking these incremental steps and ultimately when we can Everything kind of comes together. Then we might have an environment that is a little cleaner than than from where we started.
2: Well, I I strongly believe that you set the goals. You can change the goals as this plan goes on. But unless you have some goal, I mean, we have the the goal in the plan is 30 percent less than uh, 1990 levels, um, and uh, so that goal has been set. It seems to me you can set other goals, and then if that turns out to be, if, if we can, if we can't save as much in, in reducing greenhouse gases in transportation as we thought we could, but in some other areas we could do more, they can change it. But I think unless we put in the goals, uh, what's the point of this whole exercise other than a bunch of little things saying oh it would be nice to do this it'd be nice to do that it'd be nice to do that um, there's 2030 is not that long away <laughs> and it uh, i I really think that they need to set they need to set percentages and uh, and as explained by the recon consultant that did the, the transportation, you do that, there's your mandatory action. Then the fact that a lot of the strategies that are uh, put in uh, just provide uh, substantial evidence on how you're going to meet that goal, even if they are not all of them mandatory issues. But um, I, you know, I, I just think that they, For now, the consultants have to, there must be another phrase that doesn't involve off the pot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's time for them to come (laughs) forth with goals. And how are we gonna meet these goals?
0: I think they're going to come back to us with some sort of a calculation. They're gonna tell us what that calculation is based on. I think until we see that, but I don't know that every single category <coughs> lends itself to assigning a specific percentage. Well, let that, them so, Well, right. I think they're going to do that because we're gonna see what, how they're showing that reduction, how they're coming up with really? the reduction.
7: Yeah.
1: And,
0: and I can pretty much, I, I am certain that they're gonna come back to us and tell us that we, don't have enough things in here to get there. That that's what we're gonna find out. But but until we see that we don't know. And I so I, I'm not willing to sign on to telling them that every one of our categories needs a percentage reduction in it until I see what they come up with. As how that how they think we could possibly get there.
2: Well, I I think it's and
0: then I think we could swap things around and look at it and decide which areas are um, right for being given a, a percentage and which areas we really have to say well we're going to come back and look at this in three years or five years and see what kind of progress we've made well, and I'm, then we will have a better sense. I I would rather
2: stick it to them to come up with percentage and have them say. They're it's going, going to
0: have a percentage. Mm-hmm. There's no other way for them to, but whether it belongs here or whether it belongs in their calculation and we see where they're taking those mm-hmm. deductions, I just don't think, I don't need to see a percentage in this category for the next round.
6: Right. And and uh, Madam Chair, if, if um, one thing they've actually done is they have given us the, um, uh, if you, uh, the, the third column, the uh, emissions reduction ranking, I think is an indication as to how, um, how valuable uh, each one of these uh, goals are. For example, if you look at SW1, and you know, SW1 has a low ranking, and, and uh, the, the cost ranking is, is medium. So what they're saying is, if you take SW1 next to TR2, uh, you get more reduction in greenhouse gases with a TR2 than you would get with SW1. Unfortunately, our staff has determined that SW1 is a no-go, and SW1 says implement waste diversion program. We don't, you know, I, I think um, staff was here uh, at, at your last planning commission meeting to mm-hmm. explain to you some of the challenges. Uh, some of these programs, we may be exempt from them. So uh, I, I think, um, Madam Chair, you're absolutely right. It may come down to the fact that we don't have enough goals in this to actually reach 40 percent because of a lot of reasons some of which are not our fault it's just a possibility
0: and i think um there's the opportunity for us to get more creative we talked about let's quantify what's happening with at home or on-site composting just because we're a rural county and that's happening anyway. But there's nowhere here for us to quantify that. But that's the consultant's job, is to figure out that instead of using the percentages that they would use in Modesto, they might need to look at that the benefit of having uh, curbside composting is smaller here, but but we already are accomplishing much of that just by the nature of our communities. So how do we find that out? I don't know how we quantify some of that stuff. And that's a question for those consultants who are selling their services to rural communities. And it's I feel the same way about, you know, there's all this talk about how we can make our, our wastewater transportation and processing more efficient, but what percentage, we got some numbers on the number of new septic permits, but we need to know what percentage of our buildings right now are using septic systems, which clearly use less power. And so uh, there's already an inherent reduction if we were to look at those metrics per population. And I just don't think that's what i feel is missing from here is this tailoring of it to our very very rural community and so when we look at what's really going to cost money and it's going to be very effective maybe those should be adjusted a little bit for us but i'm like commissioner parker i am not an expert
2: Okay. Well, I, uh, I I see that there is not consensus to my uh, suggestion, oh. which I'm not going to withdraw. But I'm going to make
5: it. Well, some of these, as presented by the consultants, do have mm-hmm. X percentage by 2030. Yeah. Some do not. There's a reason why some do not.
6: Yeah.
5: How do you quantify? the category of education and outreach with a percentage. I
6: agree.
5: And when we look at one of the transportation ones, um, TR-4, increase active transportation mode, that doesn't have it because that's to encourage bicycling. There's no way to measure it. And that's probably why they didn't suggest it. And I suspect the same thing is true. And I think it's been confirmed of, of the weathers. They did not come to us with that kind of Quantification to be built in, mm-hmm. yeah. and so I'm I'm not prepared to tell a the consultant they should be doing something that they are su- su- suggesting they can't do. Right, right. but the, well, they, they also have to have
0: a calculation, a spreadsheet of some kind that is going to quantify these things somehow, mm-hmm. because they're going to have to come
2: to us with something. I think if you look at it, it's the one consultant is suggesting the percentages, and the other, the main consultant firm, is not. And I don't think it's because they can't. I think it's because they didn't want to do what uh, what the other consultant did. Um, so, anyhow, I, you know, I, as as an individual commissioner, I'm making that suggestion to the. Uh, and i'd like to at least hear hear their response we're anticipating yeah. what their response would be um and i i i'm I,
0: suggesting you you're obviously you can make whatever recommendation to them that you like but i'm suggesting that this discussion might more appropriately happen after we see their estimates mm-hmm. and and we can see where they think most of it is coming from and then we can make a determination about well it does look like they could put some goals in there and then can we agree on those goals but right now i think we're shooting in the dark and we're spending a lot of time on
1: it i'm a little concerned that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna send forward individual comments that aren't the consensus of the commission they're not going to know what to do with that um you know they're mm-hmm. still not we're still going to have this I think they're going to take them just like exactly the public and, right. and we're going to be having this discussion all over again about what well, they asked
2: they asked for individual commissioners to make comments to them at the first meeting and uh, and and I, I assume you've passed on what I've sent to Everything you Everything that
1: so. you've sent me thus far has been passed on yes, yes.
0: And
2: I so think you felt
0: They should treat them exactly like they treat something that came from any member
2: of the public. Unless as we did with yours, there's some sort of consensus. And (laughs) then, so anybody-
7: Commissioner Plotnick said she had a separate set of comments that were just Plotnick comments that aren't being discussed. So Mm -hmm. those will be identified as this is Michelle Plotnick not speaking as a planning (laughs) commissioner, but speaking as an architect in the community who has additional comments.
2: Um it, I guess and then the question, as far as my first set, which did not involve uh, implementation measures the uh, general plan, does anybody have particular problems with any of my suggestions there? you, you don't need to spend time on, them. I mean, just see what the consultants say. If so, I mean, if if there are no on that. I want to move on to my second and third set of comments. Um, I, I think it, sometimes we need to step back and realize that the greenhouse gas reduction plan is not a game. That unless we and the rest of the world reverse course, we're going to be heading down an existential slope, leading to discomfort, disaster, and eventual mass extinction. This is a serious serious subject. We have a chance to make one step in this reversal, of course, today. And my second and third sets of comments, which is an approach that was suggested by Tom Mfisimo, is to put into the greenhouse gas reduction plan, actual implementation measures that will contain in the 2019 Calaveras General Plan. In contrast to what we've been uh, discussing, the the consultants tend to come up with boilerplate things, which of course trigger discussion, but many of them are not directly relevant to Calaveras County. These implementation measures were determined by the Board of Supervisors as being directly applicable to Calaveras County. Uh, we're not talking about letters from the public uh, that are coming up with this content. It's, these are formal parts of the general, Calaveras general plan. And so what, you might ask, what's the effect of that? Well, California Supreme Court in Lesser Communications versus City of Walnut Creek determined that the general plan is the most important planning document, that it's the constitution of planning documents. And if when an ordinance is enacted, if it's inconsistent with the general plan, it is, according to the county Supreme Court, invalid at the time it is passed. In that case, involved an initiative passed by the voters It was determined not to be an amendment to the general plan, but was inconsistent with it. And the court said it was invalid at the time it was passed. Now, as our general plan recognizes, it can be amended. But until it is, we as the planning commission have no power to act inconsistently with the general plan. The timing of the implementation measures you look at the general plan came into effect in 2019 the ghg reduction plan uh, needs its results by 2030. clearly the sooner that these provisions that reflect or affect ghg reduction uh, are implemented the better it will be but the implementation timing is still up to the board of supervisors there's nothing in my suggestions that Indicate that uh, that we're trying to really usurp the uh, board of supervisors when it comes to timing of implementation. As I said before, we need to give consultants specific guidance with provisions tailored to Calaveras County, and the board of supervisors has given us those uh, and specifically applicable to Calaveras County. And so I think to the Extent we can, we actually include those implementation measures in this greenhouse gas reduction plan, which is what my second and third set of comments uh, (coughs) attempted to do. Uh, If I have indicated that, because I understood this to be the case, that the Planning Commission agreed to this approach, but They had not specifically considered any specific proposal. Um, But I'd like to throw these open for discussion. And now, if you have any disagreement as to the approach, and or or a disagreement that a certain provision would be inappropriate to put in, um, uh, that's I think what we should
0: go from here. I thought we discussed this last time and that there was agreement that if it is in the general plan, I'm too far from it, that it should be in this plan. This plan should take its lead from what has already been approved by this planning commission and the Board of Supervisors.
5: And we had a problem with it.
0: Well, it, 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 they've been adopted, so it doesn't matter really what any of us individually feel about those individual items at this point. I think they should at least come back to us in this plan. Whether they get prioritized or not is not really.
5: Well, here's the problem. The, the general plan provisions do not have a timetable, and they don't have quantifiable objectives. Right. And there's a reason for that. When, when we started this process in 2015, there was a joint meeting of the Board of Supervisors and the Planning Commission, And the County Council advised against, including mm-hmm. such things, and we didn't. Now, when you take these general plan provisions and you insert them into the GHD reduction plan, and this is what set me off last time, mm-hmm. um, Mr. radish's second set of, comment says, if those implementation measures which pertain to GHG reduction were included in the GHG reduction plan with their expected GHG emission reductions by 2030, the general plan provisions would be provided with both implementation time frames and quantified objectives. That's the problem that I see. Now, it may have come to pass through discussion this morning that that's not a problem. Because we're not going to have, and perhaps depending on what the consultants come up with, quantifiable objectives for every single thing. Correct. I'm still concerned about the time frame because if you put these things into the GHD reduction plan, and 2030 rolls around and something's not done, <laughs> have you just? given would-be litigators ammunition to sue the county with.
1: I understand
0: your concern. I still think every item that is in the general plan should be in the greenhouse um, gas reduction plan. Not every single one of them will necessarily be prioritized or be accomplishable, quantifiable, with a particular date and percentage. So I think we have to look at those individually. So I think I'm probably somewhere in between, it. like I believe they need to be there because we need to stop losing track of what we say we're gonna do. Um, and I think by by repeating them in the greenhouse reduction plan, something we have all already agreed to, then we're at least giving ourselves um, a framework to work with. And, so, and then we're gonna have to look at not just us, because in the end, this will be the Board of Supervisors who make these decisions. But we have to prioritize which are the most beneficial, which are the most accomplishable, and how far can we get by 2030. But we have a deadline. We have 2030. We're we're gonna have to identify which ones should be prioritized, and that we need to have some real milestones for. I think that's something we'll be looking to the consultants to help us with, though, because they can tell us which, you know, they they have their little matrix here of which things are high cost, or which things are high effectiveness, and they're gonna look through all those implementation (coughs) measures, but they have to be melded into this, or why do we have a general
2: plan? And I'd I'd add to that, by 2030, by preferred practice, we, probably, we should have another general plan. I mean, the, right. the government code requires the, the state office of planning to uh, notify the attorney general if a, if a plan has not been um, revised within 10 years. There's no specific statutory requirement that we do another general plan in eight years or whatever, but. Yeah. 2030, I mean, you know, that's 11 years after the general plan came to, if these provisions have any meaning at all, there needs to be consideration about when we are going to implement it. And that is still up to the the Board of Supervisors. And if they think it's unreasonable, they can amend the general plan. That's how the general plan starts with this plan is amendable. Well,
0: realistically, we should be monitoring our success at the implementation yes. measures throughout the general plan, not just with respect to this. And when this plan is adopted, it will need to be monitored. And a report back to the, the Board of Supervisors every year on how much progress we're making in each of these items. And any of the plans can be modified in the future. But we have to have a starting place and it seems like the implementation measures in the general plan are a good place to start. I don't think that means that we are saying that we are going to accomplish every single one of them in whole by 2030, and I think we would want to be careful not to say that for all the reasons Gabriel talked about and Mm -hmm. Commissioner Rooster's talked about, but I think if we don't, start setting them out there as goals we're going to 23rd is going to come around and we won't have accomplished any of them because that's
5: just the nature of the beast so long as we're not locking ourselves in for each of these provisions on a specific time frame then it's not going to be a big issue i, I think we can do that
1: wording that clarifies that
0: that these are our aspirations and we can pick and choose the ones that we are saying are most important and and achievable
2: which is what the board of supervisors does. yeah that's, that's their job take. that's yeah. why they get the big bucks that.
7: <laughs> yeah. the other piece is that we're you know in order to tear off of um, the document for secret purposes i mean if if the state agrees that we're able to do that then i would suspect that it's adequate i don't there's nothing in the adoption of the reduction plan that mandates that we actually achieve the goal obviously we want to try to but um it's it's a different document than the general plan and i think that we have to have enough in there That it satisfies the board would like us to be able to use it um, to tear off of so for that purpose you know we would need to have enough in there to satisfy the
0: state plus it seems like consistency among all of our plans is a desirable thing in any case and so we put that effort into the general plan which was a 20-year effort if i recall um and we hope (laughs) we hope that it that what's in there is worthy of being moved on to our greenhouse gas reduction plan.
2: I might have chair one to the um, uh,
4: you know I, I'm just I'm listening at this point and I just find myself I'm just looking at this whole package that they've given us and it just feels to me like it's it's put together for big cities we don't pollute in the way that big cities do. We have a much smaller population. We don't, you know, we're rural. And for them to hold our percentages to to be the same as a city's percentages don't seem to make a lot of sense to me in the first place. I think that we should all try and and do our best to reduce emissions. I think everybody believes that. But that's why- For us to be held to percentages, that a city is being held to just doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I wouldn't think that we would be. Um, but the the point right now is
2: to put in specific measures from the Calaveras General Plan. Gets away from the cookie cutter approach that we've seen from the consultants. These are provisions that have gone through review by the Planning Commission, gone review by the Board of Supervisors plan has been adopted as applicable to Calaveras County. And that's why I think it's very important that we get these implementation measures in as a part of this plan to replace in great degree, that's what I'm suggesting, a lot of these things are, replace so-and-so with such-and-such, I replace it with an implementation provision from the Cal- Calaveras General Plan to make it more specifically applicable to the rural and other aspects of Calaveras County that distinguish
6: it from other cities and counties. Madam Chair, um, Commissioner uh, Ladish, to further um, buttress your point, the general plan has an an environmental impact report attached to it. We would assume that that EIR has actually uh, gone into some of these specific areas. Now maybe not at the very, you know, project specific level, but it would have done air quality analysis, hydrology, solid waste, and and so on and so forth. So it is the most complete document that we have that is backed by some kind of scientific proof. Not having that Uh, as part of the GHG reduction, in my opinion, would be kind of missing the mark. But I also recognize that what uh, Commissioner uh, Wooster is saying, which is, if, for example, the general plan has uh, a um, mitigation measure that extends beyond the year 2030, by, by incorporating that into the GHG Reduction Plan, we, we run into um, you know, potential uh, you know, conflicts, which may or, may or may not be the case. Uh, it just depends on what the implementation measure is and how that relates to actually uh, getting the GHG uh, uh, Reduction Plan going forward. But, but I think it, we'll, we'll miss the mark if we don't incorporate the general plan um, implementation measures into the GSG. I, I think we'll miss mark if you don't do that.
2: And that, that's what I was asking Commissioner Parker right. about is whether you agree with that yeah. approach.
5: In principle, yeah.
4: I, I guess I'm torn.
0: So you, you weren't here through all of the, uh, necessarily all of it, day. Um, but if we have an implementation measure that we have, that as a community we have agreed to, and we had good participation in the general plan hearings by the community. So I, I believe that it does make sense for us to move that item into this plan. We're not creating any new, commitment or any new items. We are just making sure that what we have previously said is reflected in our current document. Does that make sense to you?
4: That does, as long as there's not percentages attached. Well, this is, That's a separate discussion. I thought that's what I was hearing you say. wanted well, to make sure that they have some percentages. We're, that, we're, that was his earlier earlier we thing on
0: a new topic. Okay. That's, that's related, a related yeah. and yeah. entangled topic. Pretty, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. so so, no,
1: that, that was, so that I was, think nervous. we
0: we are all in agreement that yes, we want our greenhouse reduction plan to reflect our general plan. Um, and then the prioritization and uh, how we characterize each of those things it, as a percentage is still up in the air.
4: I think the consistency is is imperative. I think. Okay. Okay.
1: So, Commissioner Vash, do you have a next item?
2: Yeah, uh, I do. Um, and then this will just take a moment. We did thankfully receive some comments from the staff
1: mm-hmm. with some
2: suggestions. And I volunteered to write a memo on my own behalf and submit it to the consultants that, that tend to fold, particularly the Air Resources Control District's comments uh, into this the form of the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Plan. Um, and also with the building uh, department's suggestions there are a few things that uh, he ways that I think make make sense. Now we can go through those or you can just let me submit a memorandum and we see whether it comes back what comes back from the consultants.
0: My personal feeling is that we could provide those comments just as they were provided to us to the consultant and let them do their job with them and slot them in where they see it is appropriate. I'm not sure it needs to be filtered through the planning commission in this case, because I didn't see anything in there that seemed like it needed interpretation, really.
2: Uh, I think the more we can tell or suggest the consultants, this is where you could put this, this is where you could put that. So I'll, I'll, I'll just do an individual uh, memorandum and with it attaching those comments, I don't, and, and say this, you could do this, you could do that, whatever, and not, I won't indicate that it's been
0: this. Oh, you can send it to us, but it.
2: Well, I can Right, I, I can't. Unless we can't, continue this honor. to the next meeting. So let's I'm talk to, to about it. that. I
0: thought that we had already agreed this was going to be continued one more more time at our last meeting, although now we did get all these. this <clears> But are there any additional staff comments that we're expecting?
2: Well, we didn't get uh, a copy of uh, Robert Patchen, Patchinger's comments today, but uh, right it was, it oh, yeah.
1: I don't think we got our farm item. advisor either, did we? Scott Onetto didn't submit, did he? No. 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 I'll have to remind right. him. But so we don't have our eggs. Because I thought his were already typed out. I was expecting just to get them, but he's yeah. He's a busy well, man. I'll have to remind when,
2: him. When you get them, would you just forward them? Absolutely. To the, to the consultants? Uh, I don't think and uh, i defer to council here uh, i i've been undergoing a brown act uh, education recently <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I, my understanding is a memo that i would now write for submission to the consultants i cannot share with you even at the next meeting and the commission reports unless it's on matters on the agenda
7: well, right uh, so right it's, it's because for commissioners, it's a little different. I mean, even a commissioner, I would say, writing something in their own capacity, you can't. No quorum of a body, of a hearing body or a governmental body, can discuss outside an open public meeting anything with, that's within its sub subject matter jurisdiction. So, concepts that you have about what something should look like that can be discussed at an open public meeting, can't be shared with more than one other mm-hmm. commissioner. Um, so that's that's right. how the ground act works. Now, if an individual member of the public who's not on the hearing body submits yeah. something, that can be sent to all commissioners. But we can't uh, but discuss it. We can't discuss it with each other or share with each other right.
2: about right. it. And glad <clears> that we and if we communicate to a member of the public, or you can make clear to that member of the public that they should not forward it on to the commissioners. Well, <laughs> yeah. and
7: so they, they there is a process for sending comments through the planning department to the commission. If if some if a constituent does send something, especially, you know, somebody in your board of your board members jurisdiction, um, you know, if it's meant to go to the commission then I would forward it to Annette for inclusion as well, a, no, what I'm saying is yeah. if,
2: if I send a copy of my comments about the staff's comments uh-huh. to to the staff member. Um, yeah. And that staff member cannot legitimately share that with other commissioners or, right. or that's security. creating a brown
7: act. Yeah problem
5: right. by doing that if it's outside of the meeting yeah well right when i look at the staff comments um building department for example i don't think if there's anything i need to add to that it's pretty self-explanatory it explains what they're doing and it explains why a few of these provisions are not feasible here um and the other ones um, i don't think are quite as specific right but um i would have nothing to add to them and so i agree with the chair's suggestion that they'd simply go to the consultants as it is I, I do think we have a lot of time to spend on commissioner radish's specific examples of what should be included many i agree with some i have questions about it it's going to take a while to go through those
0: examples of implementation measures. I don't think we need to discuss them. I think they all need to go in. If they're in the general plan, they go to the without uh, necessarily additional interpretation by us. Perhaps. So why don't you give it, like, like why don't you read one to us and then we can talk about it. Yeah. We okay. can talk about what's an appropriate okay. level of detail for passing on to them.
5: Just by example, let's take a look at the first one, add COS-5E, which is to modify the county's development standards and so forth. Um, that's fine. It, it does seem superfluous with existing RE-1. It's the same subject matter. And when you get to PF-3A, it's much the same as COS-5E. It's almost identical. And I think I prefer COS-5E and probably get rid of RE-1, because we're going to wind up with a mishmash of stuff that's duplicative. And perhaps a little bit inconsistent.
2: Maybe the time to do that is when we see what they come back to us. With. So
5: my suggestion was we ask them to
0: associate those with one of their items, so they reference and put the wording from the general plan implementation measure or or goal and policy measure, depending on what it is that's getting in there, um, so that so that we can see them together. I I agree. We it's not like we want to duplicate the same. They have items in there that are essentially the same thing. And we have items that are very similar. So they could be grouped together, but we could still reference the item and to... provide an appendix if we if it starts to be awfully wordy, which it could be, that appendix could have the actual wording of the measures so that somebody could reference them quickly without having to go to the general planning. Yeah, I, download it section by section.
2: That would, that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. One thing. one thing I did not suggest, which I think I will now, is uh, to the consultants that when they are including uh, language from the general plan uh, implementation measures, that they have a site. Right, that that plan.
0: was my point.
2: Yeah. Yes. That, that I think, uh, you know, if they just have the language in there, where we're going to be but I, I
0: think any knowledgeable consultant will know how to do this. Let's hope so.
2: You know, that's well, a that's that's refreshing. I like I like that
5: thought. Let me go through some of these though, because okay. some I don't some I don't think are really relevant, or are so tangentially irrelevant that they shouldn't be included. Okay. There's a lot that are fine. Mm-hmm. Most are fine, um, and I do have a list. Okay. Um, RP-5A, which has to do with geothermal resources. I, I had trouble seeing the relevance of that to a greenhouse gas reduction plan. So well, that's an alternative. Oh, it's, really,
0: it's an alternative um, mechanical system that that ha- I've actually evaluated for use here. It hasn't been cost effective for use here. That doesn't mean that won't change in the future. But geothermal heat pumps, Ground source water heat pumps are
7: used pretty widely. Okay. So well, that's good. Yeah.
5: That answers my question. <laughs> um, you just happened to hit
1: one I actually <laughs> had to do something about.
6: What's up right there? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Okay, I think it's uh, Circulation-2D is the um, room fee and benefit basin fee update. Mm-hmm. And I think he said do that and include non-vehicle improvements. How, how does that pertain to the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Plan?
0: I don't know because I'd have, I, i'd have to look at what they're look, oh, looking yeah, at in that right. fee study but
2: this is on page five of the yeah. uh, of the collection of implementation measures. The and I, I i was assuming yeah. that the basin fees we did it
0: once and closed
2: it. have to do with uh, with greenhouse gases um
0: the what fee
2: benefit basin
0: no that. it's unrelated to greenhouse gases it has to do with the development within a a designated area of roadway improvements generally it could be yeah. pedestrian and there co- there could be a tangential well, to okay. use commissioner rooster's they, they could overlap
6: and C-dash i don't
0: see a, a problem with having it in there
2: and c dash 2d come includes with included in the impact fee calculations, non-vehicular improvements, such as pedestrian and bicycle facilities, park and ride lots, and public transportation infrastructure, which is definitely a part of
0: Right. So it it doesn't hurt. It might not. When they are determining a rim fee or updating the benefit base and fees, they're looking primarily at the. Financial side of those improvements, but that doesn't mean that in the future they wouldn't be looking at the benefits to the greenhouse gas reduction
2: plans. Non-pedestrian bicycle facilities, right? Right, lots definitely part
0: of it. Right, but they're looking in those when determining those fees. They're right. not necessarily looking at greenhouse. They haven't they have traditionally, plans. but it doesn't mean they won't in the
5: future. Yeah. It's it's still hard for me to see how that is so um, relevant, if you will, that it ought to be included. But if the consultants don't like it, I guess they can keep it out. And all they're doing is referencing that these are things that
0: are in the general plan and could be applicable so it doesn't hurt anything to have the reference
5: well there's cos-4d which is oak woodlands mm-hmm. which is developed local mitigation measures and so forth and then there's an a mm-hmm. provisions that are there um, i i have trouble seeing how that fits into a greenhouse gas emissions reduction plan on a gross emissions basis, which is what, at least for the moment, we're doing. Because basically, you could say that that, that provision might help preserve grasslands or woodlands or something, and therefore um, contribute to taking carbon out of the air. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty hard to see how that has much to do with gross emissions. But it,
0: but it is directly applicable to the whole, the big picture of greenhouse gases and carbon sequestration. And preservation of those potential sequestration banks in we're the county. mitigating
2: significant direct and cumulative impacts to Oak Woodlands in conjunction with a discretionary project approval. Um, you know, it, it is, it's like the same, Relevance that Williamson Act would have. Uh,
5: yeah, and that would be great if you were talking about net emissions. In other words, taking account of the carbon that's pulled out of the air. But we're not. He's that's saying the maybe it needs to
0: be reclassified into something that is talking about sequestration versus emissions.
2: It's it just that it is. Uh, the reason I put it where I suggested it go is that it is de- dealing with development, which is where the
0: I feel like this is, all of these things are the job of our consultant Mm -hmm. to organize the information and materials in a way that makes sense and in a way that fits into what they're gonna then use as their calculations. So they need to slot them into the right I, I think we're doing the job of the consultants when we try to tell them exactly where something goes. Yeah. I think certainly giving them the list of items here, you know, here's where you find all these things in the general plan. Although I would have been really pleased if they would have taken that upon themselves as a starting place. But I, I I do think we really have to trust that they know where the most appropriate place for each of those items is. I agree, but I
2: think it's good to make a suggestion, as I have, where to put it. And if they say, oh, that's not the right place, let's put it over here, I think. I think if
0: if we make a suggestion as a commission, they're going to put it where we say and not necessarily where it best fits.
2: I I think at this point that it's... if we can report as I did actually, that, that the general approach is something that everybody agrees with, the individual suggestions are my
5: own. Yeah. I uh,
2: then I I think we're, we're
5: Okay, I I was prepared to do a lot more in terms of doing the consultant's work on fine tuning some of these, but if we don't think it's necessary, then- Let's just scrutinize it when it comes back.
0: Let's see what Gina and Gabriel, who've actually had direct contact with the consultants and maybe have a better sense of it, is do you believe that by us telling them and giving them the list of measures, and saying that we want to see those reflected in the plan is sufficient and they can slot them into the appropriate and decide what the best way to reference them is whether it's a footnote or an appendix or
5: well i don't have a problem getting them a list but i i don't think it's appropriate for the commission to tell them that every one of these is relevant enough to include in the plan and I, think,
1: I think we can leave that to them also. Yeah. yeah, I'm certain that we can leave that to them. I mean, they are supposedly the experts.
5: Yeah. Well, um, so Clearly, we, we, we have tried to identify everything that could possibly have anything to do with the GH Street Reproduction Plan, and they need to make the cut as to what ought to be included and what shouldn't be included.
0: But if they see right. no relevance, they can feel free to leave it out. So if you, you want to do you similar know. you want you
5: want to
1: see something similar um, the, that we did in the um, in the first part of, of our um, review with the inventory is that um, they have an overall you know, list i mean we can give them so far we've given them everything that you've given me in addition to anything that the public has provided to us i just forward that on gabriel's got you know comments kind of a summary as well we'll forward that on to them we can ask them at that point you know based on all of this put together a new list of measures for us um, and then go beyond that and tell us you know one step further what should we or should we not no, come to back to us with their proposal. Well, I, I'm suggesting not necessarily cut them out, but maybe identify no. them in the list, and then that can spark a discussion with you as to um, yeah, if relevance, some of it's iffy. Right.
2: right. I think. Any, I mean, the next thing from that we should see from the, the consultants is taking into account the comments that have been made. Right. This is what they think the plan should be. Right. Now. Uh, Based on and, your. And, you know, I, you know, I provided them with a lot of the provisions from the mm-hmm. uh, implementation. Maybe. I suggested where they could go, which they can take or not take. Because it's not, I'm not saying that this, this is, that the commission agrees with my placement of any of these or mm-hmm. of that individual.
0: Gina you know. is asking if if in doubt, include it. Asterisk it or something, sure. so that we can say yay or nay to right. it as right. a final right. item. It, like if they see that they don't really see the, that there's value right.
1: to it, there's no, no value in see, this measure. They, yeah, let's not get too wordy. Let's leave it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as Kelly has suggested, maybe there is a, a, a significant amount that are similar enough that we don't need to include them. You know, the wording twice uh roll them into one kind of roll them into one right put put a little footnote that says and based on your comments they might have some further suggestions right that we haven't even thought exactly and they have
2: a copy of this plus
1: they've been working with um
2: actually i think i included an attachment to my
1: i think that's probably where i got it because i didn't remember going in myself and actually printing it so um i can certainly um check with them to confirm that they have it if they don't i can get it to them yeah but if it was an attachment in one of your earlier um, comments then yes they do have it Uh,
2: yeah it was uh to my second
1: also, they've been working with other
0: jurisdictions during this period of time, who are hopefully are tormenting them
1: in a similar manner Probably. and coming I up with creative ideas I think are unique. We're very unique. unique.
0: <laughs> in, yeah.
7: Yeah.
1: Okay, so hopefully
0: not, maybe. Um, <laughs> hope, but hopefully that they're starting to see other opportunities, and hopefully we're going to all the jurisdictions are going to benefit by this and get they may have some new ideas and we may
1: just be the example
0: (laughs) (laughs) that they're going to
2: use (laughs) for
1: future plans and other rural counties that that's
0: great if we are able to do that also you know i'm sure that they're aware of tuolumne because they're ahead of everybody with their plan and you know it's worth taking a look at it just to see how they managed everything they are similar county to us, so i think back to do we need to have this on the agenda two weeks from now for further discussion or are we prepared to start sending things to the consultants and letting them um Gabriel, do you feel comfortable with us not having it on the agenda again, or do you, does anybody feel like we really need to talk about this one more time?
6: <laughs> oh, Madam Chair, <laughs> I, I, I think we've, we've had, uh, this is our fourth, our uh, meeting, if I'm not mistaken, on, on this subject. So I, I think we've been very thorough on, on 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 this issue. And I think we have a marching orders. We know what we need to do, and we're gonna move forward. And I think the next thing you're gonna hear from us will, or would be the consultants coming back with a more um, itemized list of, of GHG reduction plans, which we can then, uh, uh, dissect and and, and, and and go from there. So. Thank you.
5: Well, uh, will the consultants, Well, the next thing the consultants provide be their best shot at the actual plan? Yeah, that's a,
6: yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay,
5: Yay.
0: right. And the background of how they uh, determine their numbers, I think, for how we're going to.
4: Hopefully.
2: Hopefully,
0: we're all we all.
4: Because did find those numbers them. and they were very <laughs> impressive. I'll be honest with you. I hope they're more impressive next time.
1: So, uh, at our very
0: first meeting, where we did have members of the public online and prepared to comment on this, we had public comment on it, but We're going to open it for public comment one last time before we close this item for the time being. (laughs) So I don't don't see any, Yes. so I don't see any members of the public. Is there anyone online?
1: Um, We have one phone number ending in uh, 6588, and I'm not sure if that's Doug Carson or not, but we do have Lisa Medina and Doug Carson um, on Zoom. I don't know if you wanted to hear from them. Um sure, let's hear from anybody who's
7: yeah. who would like, like to Maybe speak. we should
1: start with the phone number uh six five eight eight to see if that's um Doug or if there's public comment. Good morning. This is Lisa Medina, Environmental Management Agency. That is Doug Carson's <laughs> line. But right now, he is looking at a burn that's going on across our street—a prescribed burn. So. He is busy doing that. Uh, so I, I just wanted to, you know, just give my two cents on on this whole topic. Um, I think that discussion was great. And I just wanted to thank the commission for asking uh, the EMA for their side um, of the story. And just wanted to let you know that EMA all across the board will be available to the commission at any time for any special requests or any education that you might be able to glean um, from um, our standpoint.
2: Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for giving a bunch of facts that we were kind of fishing around for, as far as how many people were in the CCWD uh, services, wastewater <laughs> systems, and that sort of thing. It was very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. She
1: got
2: muted. Now we can't hear you. <laughs> but you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: The
1: host just asked me to unmute again. Did were you able to hear me? My my comments. Yes. We heard
4: most of them. Okay. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else on? No. Then we are going to (laughs) close the public comment on this item, and I'm going to dig through my list to try to. Find my agenda, which I mean, I'm it is. And we're done with this until you guys let us know when we're ready to have it back on the item or on the agenda. Well,
5: at some point, I feel compelled to make some comments about this entire exercise, and now might be the time to do it because we've now seen the inventory, we've seen what the consultants have come up with. We've gotten staff reports and I've I've got some problems with this and I'd like to lay them out and maybe the board can do something with them or not. But number one, all of these proposals are gonna cost money, which I don't think the county has judging from the condition of the roads I have to drive. And the answer seems to be, well, we'll get grant money so I think at some point this has to be clear that the ability to implement this depends upon getting funding. And you know I, I'm, I guess I'm a little bothered by the notion that grant money is somehow just free money. Somebody's paying for it. And so I don't like to see it wasted, no matter who's paying for it. But <clears throat> I guess more fundamentally, I've, I've got some serious doubts whether this proposed plan when we get it is going to be feasible or workable, because the the general plan is, is very specific. It requires that we establish a forecast of what the greenhouse gas emissions would be for all of the county in 2030 if only the current greenhouse gas measures continue in force. Then you have to calculate what reduction from that forecast would be needed to comply with AB 32 and SB 32 standards of 40% below 1990 emission levels. Then you have to add whatever additional greenhouse gas measures are necessary to accomplish reductions as of 2030 to no more than that amount. And these are all gross emissions, not net, not carbon sequestration, not taken into account. So, the 1990 levels are going to have to come off the 2018 inventory, as to which I have already voiced in past meetings serious concerns. I mean, those numbers range from mostly gross estimates, subject to unspecified margins of error, to completely bogus numbers. and. The, the forecast of what the greenhouse gas emissions would be in 2030, if only current major continuum force has to come off the same 2018 numbers as well. And those are the two that we have to work with. Now, just on the latter point, for 2030, the forecasts also depend on whether you use business as usual or adjusted business as usual projections. And there's a huge swing between those two. The high is 387, 845 metric tons gross emissions by 2030. And the low is 296,570. That's a difference of over 90,000 metric tons. That's a over 30% swing just on which projection methodology we use. This is starting to look kind of funny to me, to tell the truth. Now, this, this all got its way into the sequel mitigation measures, and because <clears throat> we were told they were required. They were actually included in the general plan before the draft plan went out to the consultants. And they never did make sense as mitigation for the 2019 general plan, but there they are. And it might be difficult to get out of them. So we're proceeding down this road. For the moment but this approach which is gross emissions consists with ab32 and SB 32 which we did not have to do i think it's going to turn out to not be feasible at all there's not much you can do with solid waste that's 3.3 percent of emissions or agriculture no feedlots no dairies no manure management to speak of there's not much you can do or energy. Transportation is the big one, 66.6%. And the push there is to go electric, vehicles and bicycles. And I don't see how that's going to work very well. If you, if you go to the Central Sierra Zero Emission Vehicle Readiness Plans, which is a very informative document, there are issues here. We have the difficulty in putting charging stations where there's no internet coverage and poor cellular service. We have a low population density, long travel distances, and mountainous terrain. Climbing hills requires more power, more charging stations, because the vehicle range diminishes when you're climbing. Cold weather makes the batteries less efficient less than 40 degrees, there is a decrease of discharge performance. There aren't now and aren't expected to be in the next five or 10 years electric vehicles for heavy duty work, firefighting, construction, police. And that might explain partly why the EV share in the four county area Surrounding us in 2018 with 0.16%. There's going to be questions as to how does the county determine what are the percentage measures? Like they have a TR of two and four. How are they going to get adapted? How's that going to fit into the 40 percent reduction below 1990 levels? Particularly since the 1990 levels, have to come off the 2018 inventory levels, and they're going to be necessarily just as reliable as the inventory numbers, and so will the 2030 forecast. So I think the board should take a serious look at this whole program, especially if it's going to commit money to keep on going with it. It just might not be feasible. It's two basic reasons. It's the unreliable of the inventory and everything that drives off it both the 1990 numbers and the 2030 numbers. There's a big swing as to which projection for 2030 you're gonna pick, how is that gonna be done? No matter how you do it, you know it's not gonna be precise. And the heavy, almost exclusive reliance on electric vehicles for this county. I just don't think it's gonna work.
2: I think we should keep in mind, and I share a lot of your concerns. I'm not saying, oh, this is perfect so far, it's going to be perfect the rest of the time. It's time for us to be doing what we can to reduce climate change. And whatever we accomplish in this process, even if the numbers don't add up or if the numbers don't make sense in every respect, it's something. We're doing something for our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and I think it's worth the efforts to get something done.
0: Nobody wants to hear me talk for a half an hour on this topic, Um, but. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get you guys out of here. Um, I think it's an extraordinarily flawed process, but I think that it's still a very important goal. So I think we have to do our best to identify the things that can really make a difference for all of us now and in the future. And I'm less concerned about how the numbers calculate because I know that they're based on a flawed baseline. We're gonna be projecting back and projecting forward from numbers we know are not accurate and that just drove all of us to distraction. But it doesn't matter. We still have to find the items that can benefit us. And while grant money is not free money, it's still our money that went out but that money went out to the state and feds anyway and we might as well get back as much as we possibly can to benefit our community and so if that means that we need to hire somebody to go out and look for that money so that we can actually do the things that matter and improve the lives of the people who live in Calaveras County, then we damn well better be doing it. And just saying that it's a not a good process and we can't believe in any of it is not a reason to not leverage what we can right now to the benefit of the people of Calaveras. And that's that for me.
4: Well, I can tell you that I couldn't have written it any better for sure than you did, Kelly. You and I are on the exact same page. My whole issue is that they want it to be reduced by 40%, Okay, 40% of what? Fake numbers? And and another problem that I have with it, and it's probably the single biggest problem, is that everybody in the world is thinking the world is going to end based on these numbers. But is the world going to end based on the real numbers? Okay, And people live in fear based on these numbers. That's the problem I have with it. And if we just go along with the program that they have out there, then we're all going to live in this fear of something that may not be real. Is the climate changing? Yeah. Has it changed in the past? Yeah. Was it similar to this in the past? Yeah. That's just the evolution of Earth and how things work. And, and the fact that people live in fear because of something that we as you know, humans are doing, and that's the whole reason for it, I, I don't believe that personally. I believe that we are having something to do with it. And for us to hold ourselves to 40%, that's my whole problem is the 40% that we're being held to based on fake numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible to, to uh, deduce what the real numbers are in the way that they've done these studies. And I have no confidence that they're going to come back with any great improvements to what they already submitted to us, unfortunately. Maybe they were the wrong group. I would have loved to have been in on the negotiations when we hired these people, because I would have definitely would have liked to have held them to a higher standard than boilerplate that they hand out to everybody from a city to a rural area. So anyway, that's what I have to say about it.
0: I'm gonna add one thing that the place to make these is to go to the state hearings and talk to them and to the feds because Calaveras County has no power to change what is required of us. That's right. So what we need to do is take it and turn it to our advantage and do the best by our own communities
4: and push back a little bit when we know it's wrong?
5: Well, the 40% reduction is not a requirement on this county. That's a state standard. There is no requirement this county has a plan at all. That's and we were told that we had to have a plan that it had to be consistent with AB 32 and SB 32. And that advice was just wrong. And that's what got us on this path. I agree. That's with why I'm excited about it. there's of the no other reasons.
2: The state standard is not required that the, the counties adopt the same standards. The state, however, is the sum of its of its, of its parts, excuse me, and um, you know, it's, it's, we're trying to do our part, that's all. Uh, but the, the state legislation does not say, and all counties shall adopt plans that will conform to this. I agree.
4: I I have one more thing to add off topic. It's coming. It's coming. It's off topic somewhat. July and the first week in August, I am not available from the 9th till the 9th of August due to summer camp. So I don't know if there's anything coming up in that area. I hope we get somebody to replace. (laughs) I was
0: going to say, it'd be great to have another commissioner.
4: (laughs) We need another commissioner because I, I have summer camp and I cannot be here. It's 28 days in a row that I'm gonna be working.
0: So from July, 9th,
4: most, most of July. G- July so 9th, the two meetings From July, July 9th to about the 9th of uh, August, or the 7th of August, I'm not available.
0: Warren Commissioner reports.
2: I have a report. Would you like some good news? You might have already seen this but uh, through um, the efforts of Supervisor Garamendi, former Fire Chief Jeff Stone, and the people at CCWD, the uh, Executive Director and the Operations Officer, there is now a new uh, tank, uh, water tank in Sheep Ranch next to the existing CCWD tank that is gonna be devoted to fire Uh, fighting purposes and uh, it it will contain eventually 127,000 gallons of water and it's hooked up to a hydrant that will be available so that uh, hopefully we'll not have a recurrence of what happened during the Butte fire when the water ran out for your sheep ranch. So this is good news and good people doing good things. And it was funded by PG&E settlement funds, which, of course, we pay, but uh, uh, it's, I think, a a marvelous recognition by the county that that was a priority, especially since sea branch is used as a surging area for other fire agencies during major fires to Stop a fire before it can get on the Bef-
5: Before it comes up my way.
2: <laughs> over, over the Murphys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that's, that's my good
5: news report. That's great news. Would my suspicion be correct that Commissioner Dwightish had something to do with this? Um,
2: I, I was kind of a fellow traveler in the, in the project. I was, I was part of a Zoom conversation. So.
0: Well, we've had. We're seeing lots of great work on fuel reduction all over the counties. The Fire Safe Council folks have been doing a great job of getting funding and getting projects going. So,
2: yeah.
0: to add to Absolutely. that, and that's another thing. And that is branch
2: good news. got a grant for that uh, to reestablish the, uh, the uh, fire break uh, that protect, protected Sheep yeah. Ranch uh, during the new fire. Yes. Other good news.
1: Planning director, would you like
2: to
1: that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Or> <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah.
6: Well, I guess the question is, how much time do you have? <laughs> so, um, what we were planning to do um, was for your next planning commission meeting to bring forward uh, drafts uh, Oak Woodlands Ordinance, just for discussion, just for the purposes, and it has nothing to do with any of the comments we've heard today, but there's something that you know we wanted to show that we're actually making progress, so that, because I want to get your uh, your input into this before before we go forward, uh, there's certain aspects of it that you may like very well, there you are know, certain aspects of it that you may not like at all but what really makes an ordinance uh is a combination of ideas and suggestions and maybe there are things i see that you don't see and maybe there are things that you see that i don't see so we're going to bring that over um, at the next planning commission meeting uh it's not going to be as contentious as um <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as as a GHG reduction plan and then we'll start working on uh, landscaping ordinance and just basically getting the zoning code uh, updated as we move along.
1: Dark on. sky. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. All right.
6: Thank you.
0: So you asked last time if there were things that were priorities for yes. us. And so yes. one of the things that I think we should look at is the community plans that were eliminated during the general plan process for many good reasons. Um, And I think Copper was told that they would be a priority and so it would be great to get that happening but also of course Arnold and Murphy's lost stars in that process and I think that that our communities would be interested in creating new community plans. I I know there's no money sitting around waiting to do this, but just if we could look at how we're going to get those back, okay. back in the plan. Very good.
6: We'll, we'll take a look at it, thank you. And
0: then the other thing is uh, we just, did our housing element, it seemed like yesterday, but I think it was a couple years ago at least. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be coming back up, and I think there's just so much talk in the community about the issues of housing and short-term mm-hmm. rentals that we should uh, maybe start start the process for gathering mm-hmm. background information and and figuring out, so that it doesn't all come down to one moment. Yeah. it all goes by so fast.
6: I mean, um, Madam Chair, I think the, um, the fact of the matter is whether we're rural or otherwise, uh, there, there are certain mandates that we have when it comes to housing uh, in, in the state of California. Um, um, we, we don't generate enough housing. Definitely, that's true, because I, I'm still kind of trying to you know, trying to, uh, <clears throat> to find a place. But at the same time, um, we need to do the best we can. And I was a little surprised, perhaps maybe naive, that when it comes to the issue of housing for the unhoused, there seems to be uh, a uh, significant, from what I heard, community backlash. And, and I, I don't really know what that is all about because we have to start from somewhere. So
0: I think we have two big housing issues. We have the unhoused and the not in my backyard. Um, but of course, we do want housing for people. And just the affordability and availability of worker Housing right now, um, I would love to see a report on what has happened since our last, since the housing element was adopted. And what progress, if any, we have made toward those. Seeing as how <laughs> I've been on many housing committees now, <laughs> and I just feel like we're that it's become becoming more and more urgent, and that the community as a whole feels that it is more and more urgent. It's it's less theoretical than it used to be.
5: Well, I understand there's an issue with taken up for vacation rentals, and thereby being unavailable for people who live here full time and work. And perhaps that has to be looked at. And as little as I like to I know. suggest that people can't do what they want to do with the house they bought, at some point, you have to make some kind of a choice between being a, an adjunct vacation paradise for the Bay Area in Sacramento or being a place where people can actually live here to do the work.
0: And I think there's a second piece to that, which is, for years now, it hasn't been economical for developers to build rental housing, uh, you know, apartments, duplexes, fourplexes. And I I really think we need to put a lot of effort into, uh, when we go through our zoning ordinance, looking for wherever there is an impediment to letting people do that, I'm not I'm not looking saying that we should go out and subsidize housing necessarily, although that might be necessary at some point. but for right now just looking for ways to make it easier for people to do that and to encourage that because we talk a lot about, you know, building housing that people can buy, but but there are a lot of young people who are not ready to buy housing. They need to be able to rent something, and there's just nothing being built like that, and we don't have much. So
6: it, I I agree, I agree. I, I mean, I, and I think uh, San Andreas, for example, of all places, uh, being being the seat of government, should have. Um, you know, uh, a variety of housing choices for those who, you know, would come to work at the courthouse, for those who come to work for the county. It's affected our ability to attract uh, some of the younger, uh, fill some of the younger planner positions because, they, you know, they just uh, can't find a place to live around here. So. That, that, that's something that we're I
0: also think we could be looking at some uh, more creative zoning, more flexible zoning that might allow for things like co-housing developments or even places where tiny houses could be both permanently and temporarily, Temporary. you know, in a way that, that fits into the community as a whole. I, I just think we could accommodate a larger variety of lifestyles. Absolutely. So unless you are to maybe
7: keep this, just the direction. We have an agenda. I know. So we're just
0: asking I mean, for just things to be looking this. at, but I know we can't we can't talk in detail about the solutions. Wish but but I'm excited that uh, the zoning's coming to us and and some opportunities to look at those.
6: Absolutely. Thank
4: you. <clears throat> I'm excited that we're open to possibly being able to do more a little bit more development cuz I've been wanting to do a little bit more at my place even and it's been kind of frowned on so mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. council is starting to shake. I think. Are, are we ready to <laughs>
1: <enjoy>? <laughs> no, yeah, let's, like, let's talk about that. I'm just, well, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm just... I'm, well, I'm, 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 I'm tormenting <laughs> to it. Open <laughs> minds,
4: that's all. Yeah, okay. Open minds are good.
1: Thank you,
0: everybody, for all your good humor and um, willingness to work with each other and stick with it for this long thing. and we